I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Well, hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Front Row Network, and we are bringing you another episode of Beyond the Mouse, our Disney-themed podcast. This is actually kind of a fun bonus episode. We had a request from uh, some listeners to start talking about some insights and some tips that we have about Walt Disney World because, of course, we are absolutely obsessed with it. Uh, And my name is Craig. Sitting around the table with me, I've got Brett Rutherford. Hi. I'm Hi, Brett. Brett. <laughs> and we also have Vanessa Ferguson. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? So I know it's been a while since we recorded because <laughs> Vanessa messaged us uh, a couple of nights ago and was like, I need to talk about Disney. What? <laughs> I was getting very itchy. We yes. did go on a, a brief... <laughs> Have the sweats. Yeah, there's a cure for that. We did go on a brief hiatus, but we are back uh, full full bore um, after Infinity War, which was such a. How are you? Are I, you? I'm okay. Coming down from it? I'm or okay. If okay. you if you are need you some therapy, <laughs> yes. If you need some therapy, uh, go back and listen to our full disclosure about it. Uh, but it was uh, it definitely lived up to my expectations. I'm mm-hmm. very happy with where it is. Uh, happy that. Hopefully, we'll have some resolution next May. So, uh, today, what we're talking about in this bonus episode, we're going to kind of break the parks into a bunch of different mini episodes or bonus episodes throughout the summer and the fall. They'll just kind of drop here and there. Um, but this time, we wanted to focus on where my heart is in <laughs> Disney World with the food. And I've been thinking about all these places all week now. So, I'm like super hungry. I'm hungry. I know. Very specific, you know, I'm like going, you have to like have to go there to have some of this, you know. So the plan is to uh, go through six different areas. We're going to go through Disney Springs, the Disney Resorts, the on-site resorts, that is, and then we'll go into Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and then finish up with Disney's Animal Kingdom. And what we're going to do is just go around the table and talk about one of our favorite places to eat at that particular in that particular area, that particular location. Um, and just so you're aware, in case you're sort of new to all this Disney craziness, I wanted to briefly describe what the Disney dining plan, how they classify different restaurant locations throughout the park. So um, the Disney dining plan is something that you can purchase on top of your package. Sometimes it's offered as a free promotional uh, opportunity for you and basically it allows for your 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 hotel stay your package to become almost like an all-inclusive type of uh, resort package and there's three different types of dining plans the most commonly seen dining plan is the uh, normal regular Disney dining plan includes one table service that's a sit-down meal every day one quick service Uh, which a quick service meal is more like a counter. You go up to the counter, you order the food, and then they uh, get that out to you. And then also two snacks. And snacks we'll talk about a little bit. We'll sprinkle that in throughout our discussion (laughs) here. Um, And then there's also what's considered a quick service dining plan, where instead of getting that sit-down meal every day, all you get is uh, two quick service meals and then the two snacks. And then there is the deluxe dining plan, uh, which gives you three table service or quick service meals per day, 
and two snacks. That that's a lot of eating. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that right off the top. Uh, oh, someday, someday. <laughs> I mean, if you were going just to Disney just to eat, then maybe the deluxe dining plan makes a lot of sense. Or uh, if you were going for some of those more signature high end uh, restaurant um, possibilities. So wanted to go through the prices of those. The regular dining plan is seventy five dollars and fifty cents per adult per day of your trip. And then $25.80 per child. So you have to kind of multiply that by however many days you plan on being at Disney World. The quick service uh, meal plan costs $52.50 per adult and $21.75 for a child. And then the deluxe dining plan, because you do get so much more in that, uh, lots and lots of food, uh, it would be $116.24 per adult and $39.90 for a child, which depending on how much your child eats, that's kind of a killer deal for that one. Um, But what we'll do is save our discussion on whether the Disney dining plan makes sense to us to after we talk about all of the food and uh, all the places that we love to eat around Walt Disney World. So we're going to start it off with going into the the park that you don't need a a pass for, (laughs) Disney Springs, which I have not been to the remodeled Disney Springs much. Oh, yeah. Uh, So I'm looking forward to that uh, in the the brief future. But I know, Vanessa, that Disney Springs is kind of your jam. So I wanted to send it over to (laughs) you first so you can talk about what is your favorite place to eat at Disney Springs. I love Disney Springs. I love it so much. And it's really – I'm hesitant to say what my favorite is right now because – because there is so much expansion happening, mm. so many new restaurants opening up. I mean, talk about like your your food heaven. There's there's everything that you could possibly want there. However, from my own personal experience, and I, I haven't had a lot. I've had a few, but my favorite has been the Boathouse. Um, much to Brett's dismay, I keep going back to the Boathouse <laughs> instead of trying anything new. But it's they have uh, it's surf and turf, so they have a really good surf. They have a, I've had the lobster bake, I've had the crab cake, all super fresh, really delicious. Um, the service is really really good there. The last time I was there, um, the the server wanted to bring me all these different sauces to try. I didn't even ask him. He's like, "Hey, do you like sauces?" I'm like, "Hey, I do." Hey. And so he brought me all these different kinds, and that was so great. That extra touch was just um, wonderful. Um, but they also have really good steaks there. Um, they have really good hamburgers. The only thing I wouldn't recommend ever getting there is the Baked Alaska. It is a showpiece. It is way overpriced for what it is. Don't get your dessert there. There's a lot of other great dessert places in Disney Springs. One which I will save for <laughs> Brett to say. Um, so get your dinner there. It's really good. That's, that is my favorite. They do have a lot of other really good ones, though, that I haven't been to, I hear. Homecoming is really good if you I, like. Yes, I am so looking forward to going there. We're going there yes. in the fall oh, uh, good. To, to check out Homecoming. Did you so already look at the menu? You know. Yes, it looks so good. It's just like comfort foods. And, yes, and I have their hummingbird cake. Yeah. Was it well, good? It was part of the chew, the, oh, the right. filming of the chew. We nice. had humming, hummingbird cake as part of Nice. So That's yeah, awesome. So a lot of good um, <laughs> restaurants with chefs that 
have a name to them. Right. Now, I haven't been to the Boathouse. I've heard it so many times. Uh, It is considered signature dining, so uh, I'm going to explaining a little bit about the Disney Dining Plan and how that works. If you're on the Disney Dining Plan, this would take two table service credits, meaning, so if you're there for seven days and you get the normal dining plan, you get seven table service credits, this would take two of those seven. So you'd have to, uh, if you're trying to get to a place every single night, might not be worth it necessarily to go to a signature restaurant, or you could just say maybe on one of the nights we're not going to sit at a table service, we're not going to sit at a sit-down restaurant because we want to go to the boathouse because Vanessa says it's amazing. I have heard so many good things about this restaurant, Mm, so I'm excited to to try it. And this is the place, is this the place where they will take you out on like the car, water, aqua taxi thing? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a separate, it's, you can actually get a little confused because that um, like podium for taking those guests out into the water on these, what look like cars, but are actually boats. Um, There's a line for that, and then there's a separate line to go up and get your reservation. Um, So if you want to save yourself the hassle of asking, is this the line for my reservation? (laughs) Don't, Don't go to the left. Go to the right. Go to the right. Brett, talk to me about what your favorite place to eat in Disney well, Springs is. <laughs> um, there's so much I have yet to try, but of those that I have tried, these are what I like. Well, anyway, the first one is, well, actually, I love it. Shall we sing it together? Vanessa, I, I love sprinkles. sprinkles. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> no copyright infringement in... Uh, Intended. Intended. Okay. Well, Vanessa, actually, Vanessa went to Sprinkles before I did, and she said, there's a Sprinkles ATM, or a cupcake ATM, so you have to use that well. So I did. So, yeah, so so that was was great. That's right, like an ATM. Like, you walk up to it, like a bending cupcake Mm -hmm. machine. And it shows you, like, the screen shows, you know, the claw or whatever. Um, getting the cupcake and then you know and then and a then, magic door opens and, and there's, there's your cupcake. cupcake and then so i had to do that but i'm like well, i needed another cupcake so i went inside so but yeah so that was just fun i really enjoyed yeah. that you know the whole cupcake craze hasn't yeah it's is you know is is where it is it's it, i don't know it hasn't really waned yet i think it's here to stay cupcakes are here to stay mm-hmm. so that was so that was it and i know we're only supposed to have one but um You're i cheating, did do Brett. Yeah, okay. right off the bat but um <laughs> chuck Lindsay's hanger bar oh. went there mm. with my friend maureen hello maureen and uh and it was it was fun i mean i i don't drink alcoholic beverages but they mm-hmm. are available there and yeah. uh, <laughs> hence the bar theme, but um, I did have a non-alcoholic um, watermelon sort of beverage and this like taco, soft taco thing. It was very cool, but the theming there is what's really cool, and the picture opportunities are wonderful. And and then Blaze Pizza is awesome. You have and three? Then, sorry. And Blaze Pizza got me through Cheater. Hurricane. Got me through sorry. Hurricane Matthew. There. Okay. So you, uh, <laughs> your second one was my first choice. I'm glad I have a backup to this. Uh-huh. Uh, Jock Lindsay's was really great. This is where a uh, former cast member now uh, met, met us there, and uh, we just had some drinks with him and sat out on the patio area. I'm big into Indiana Jones. Yes. And that's the thing. When you're talking about eating at Disney, for me, it's almost... 
if it's not 50-50 food versus theming, it's like 75% theming and 25% food. But I will say that the food is always tends to be of a higher quality than what you would expect, especially if you're used to going to like a Six Flags or uh, mm-hmm. some kind of other theme park. I've never been to the place that Brett does not name. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, and I'm not sure about what kind of food they offer down the road at Universal. But it's, uh, you know, I, I love the food at Disney World, but I also love the theming. And Jock Lindsay's is that. Um, and to your point, Vanessa, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and to piggyback on your theming, there are a couple of restaurants that have theming that that <gasps> is that is all they really offer as far as food. I mean, the, the food's fine, but it's it's very standard. So I would maybe throw the, the T-Rex and the Rainforest mm-hmm. Cafe into that. Bunch, yeah. Yeah, Plant Hollywood has got some things going on. I've heard mixed reviews. I'm kind of with Brett that I don't really want to go there, but I want to go to the Edison. Right, the Edison. (laughs) But there are so many really well themed restaurants with really quality food. So definitely, um, don't be afraid to go to something that you maybe haven't heard before. Absolutely, and the the Edison is one I definitely want to try. But I'm gonna since Brett took mine, uh, I'm gonna go with my backup. Which, t- it, it kind of comes up with your point, Vanessa, that sometimes you really like the things that you try and you want to go back to them. And this is mm-hmm. one of those places that I absolutely fell in love with the first night I was ever at Disney as an adult, and that's Raglan Road. I love <gasps> yes. Raglan Road. Uh, oh. It's Irish yeah, pub atmosphere, that. has great, like, shepherd's pie, um, has great uh, scotch eggs and this wonderful soda bread that they bring out to you uh, to start your night. Yeah, and then oh, the coolest gosh. part about it, and, and actually the listener that brought up the idea, one of the ideas to us to, to start doing these shows, is uh, looking at bringing their child for the first time. And Raglan Road is definitely a kid-friendly place. Yes, it is a, an Irish pub kind of a place, but uh, about every once every hour, once every 90 minutes, they come out and they do a full Irish dance performance. It's just so cool. And sometimes you can be sat right there next to the stage. It's just in a really nice uh, atmosphere. All the servers are very friendly. So that's my choice for yeah, cool. Disney Springs. Although, hopefully, uh, I'll get to stop in at the Edison and at Homecoming uh, mm-hmm. on a future trip, and then I can report back to all that goodness. <laughs> more well. research. More oh research. we got to get down to Disney Springs <laughs> more often. I'm having so much anxiety about not going. <laughs> if you, if you, You've uh, only been twice this year. Yeah, if you weren't aware, uh, Disney Springs used to be called Downtown Disney. It's completely refurbished now and just looks beautiful. I I can't wait to go hang out and spend some time there. But let's hop on the monorail or the bus transportation and start looking at uh, food that's available at the resorts. And so I let Vanessa start the last one. So, Brett, what is your favorite place to eat at the resorts? See, I'm trying not to cheat. I'm trying not to cheat. Go ahead and do your favorites, because I really don't have a favorite. Because you've eaten at way more resorts than I have, so just take your time. Uh Mm. Okay. Very favorite, hard to tell. But um, I would say the top two are Boma at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is, I guess, um, it is a themed buffet, um, they don't really call it a buffet. They you you uh, graze at pods. They're called pods, so that's where you get okay, your food. Okay, but anyway, I like pods. basically, it's a buffet. Okay. But um, the first time I went, I didn't know what to expect really. But very shortly after trying salads and soups, which I love, oh, they're soups now. I'm hungry. Anyway, um, it's very much like a safari for your 
taste buds, I guess. You know, <laughs> like going, that's what I kind of, because it, um, I guess the, the flavor profile, if I might use my food network terms, <laughs> um, is I didn't know what to expect. And actually it's just kind of, I didn't know that I liked, um, prior to going to Boma, I didn't know that I liked curry as much as I do. And, and this and, is African themed cuisine? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Just so yeah, thank sure you. I got <laughs> that right. Yeah, thank you for helping me. She's very good at that. Okay. <laughs> and um, so it was just the boboti and, um, oh, just everything is so, so especially yummy. And everything, you know, as far as this flavor profile, things tend to be just a little bit sweeter than I expected. I was expecting kind of spicier things, um, but the the curry was kind of mellow and everything. And um, oh, the... The coolie salad and um, and watermelon rind salad. Who knew watermelon rind salad? Does that sound appetizing? Well, it is. Make sure that you have that. It was just awesome. Um, so then, so the close tie, if not equal to, um, is Artist Point at Wilderness Lodge, um, which is a signature restaurant. So yeah, I'd say uh, before yes. we move on to that, Boma is a single uh, table, table service, service credit. Single so you can go try it out. If you're on the Disney dining plan, you'll just uh, get your entree, you'll get your dessert, you'll get way too much food <laughs> to eat mm-hmm. uh, on that Disney dining plan, but it is just one table service. So now right. uh, Brett's cheating again and giving us a second one. That's well, fine. I get um, it. Artist point at the Wilderness Lodge um, signature. Um, I had swordfish that was amazing. I've had their cedar plank um, uh uh, entree, which is their signature dish, along with another. Their signature appetizer is a uh, is a mushroom bisque that I've had, and then their signature dessert is this um, seasonal cobbler, all of which are very good. And if you go on your birthday, you can get two desserts because if you're on your dining plan, you get one, and then you get to take home one with you. <laughs> I did. And the rule for Disney World is that you're always celebrating something <laughs> while you're there. So, it was actually it was my actual birthday. And so. with these two restaurants, this. Do you think that our picky eaters or families with picky eaters could find something that they'd like? Yeah, especially at Boma. Um, there are kid-friendly uh, 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 chicken chicken finger, chicken tenders there um, and other things that are for the less adventurous uh, uh, palates. Um, but I think you'll be surprised. I know it's a, number of fav- it's a favorite of a number of our friends. So that was good. But enough about those two. Mm, gosh, I have a whole list, but anyway. <laughs> well, we better, I better jump in. And, yeah, uh, I know. So just to clarify a little bit even further uh, through this whole dining plan thing, uh, we're talking about signature restaurants. We brought up two of them now saying that they're going to take two table service. I would say about the price point for a uh, second table for a signature dining is about $60 for the entree, mm-hmm. right? So if a, if a place is going to charge you about $60 for the entree as an adult, that could be like a steak, a surf and turf or whatever, then that's probably going to require two dining service credits. Generally, anything in that um, you know, $20 to $40 range, you do have to remember you're still at Disney World, that's generally still going to be a one-table service credit. Um, and so that's kind of the difference price-wise when you're starting to look at some of the menus and things like that to determine whether or not that dining plan would be worth it for you. Brett? 
No, go ahead. Okay. So the exception to that rule, at least for right now, is my favorite resort place. It's $59 for adults for dinner uh, and actually $26 per child per dinner. But it's a family-style place uh, that actually means family going to the Polynesian and going to Ohana. Lucky you for those reservations. Ohana. Oh I, I actually, it's so funny. I, it was the first reservation that I jumped on. I'll explain the Disney reservation uh <laughs> process at the end. It's the first reservation I jumped on. I grabbed two different time slots oh for that gosh. day because I wanted to make sure, like, see what, what our options were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I absolutely love Ohana. Ohana is a place where uh, it's at the Polynesian. It's uh, very well themed to Polynesian Hawaiian uh culture. It's got some live performers going through it. The servers are all very incredible and uh, it's family style. So basically it's all you can eat of things like uh, their famous pineapple coconut bread and their salad. <laughs> oh, God, it's the best salad ever. Um, and then they bring you some appetizers and some pork dumplings and vegetable wraps. And then their entrees, they bring you just skewers full. And you can ask for more of chicken wings, uh, stir-fried vegetables, and, and this, um, some pork loins, some steak, some shrimp. All that stuff is just coming around all night long, and you just get to eat the all of it. So, so it sounds like it's a little pricey, right? $60 for an adult, but you really, truly get a wonderful experience out of this. And if the floor show. Yes. <laughs> they, they do a lot of uh, performances throughout the night. It's just a cool atmosphere. Uh, and if you're there right around fireworks time and you get a spot around the windows, then you can see Magic Kingdom from the windows and you can watch those fireworks. Now, that reservation's very hard to get <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. because so many people want to try to do that while they're I've at Ohana. I've never been there. You've never been to Ohana? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're taking our friends this time, and well, also, you uh, know, I just told them we I can't wait for them. I, I hope that I'm not building it up, because no. to me, it's the best meal I've ever had, period. Oh, I, wow. like, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. every bit of it uh, when Anna and I went last year. That was my artist point. Yeah. Uh, and so $60 sounds like a lot, but if you're on the Disney Dining Plan, it's kind of a steal for this one well, because sure it's only it one that, table yes. service credit. Wow. And I don't know if they'll ever change that because generally, like I said, that $60 price point seems to be. But it's so popular. It's hard to get a reservation yeah, for. So well, anyway, Ohana is amazing. Uh, I, they also do a character breakfast uh, that we've never done, but that would include Lilo and Stitch in particular. Uh, so if you want the kid-friendly version of it, go to that character breakfast and check it out uh, at the Polynesian. <laughs> so, Vanessa, let's talk about you. Okay, so I, I haven't had too many resort dinners. I, I did go to the Hoop Dee Doo Review. That was fantastic I want to do that so much. Oh, it was so fun. The food was so good. I think, in general, your takeaway can be that, um, well, first of all, with dinner shows, sometimes with dinner shows at other venues or other locations, maybe the food isn't that great, especially in Orlando. I I particularly picked Hoopty Doo because I was looking at some magic show in Orlando and, like, they have medieval times and things like that, and where the food is... It's okay. It's fine. But hoop-de-doo, I mean, I would go for the food without the show. It's wow. that good. They, they have a strawberry shortcake that's really good, ribs, fried they chicken. They even sing about it. They even <laughs> sing about it. But I think, in general, your takeaway can be that most of the resorts are going to have something that's pretty good there. They're, they're going to have some maybe basic things, especially with the Valley Resorts. Um 
I'm, I'm thinking all stars resorts were mm-hmm. are pretty standard fare. Nothing. Well, they all have amazing. food courts, which is really nice for the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, and those quick service type right. meals. Right. And if you're thinking the, the best salad, they create right there in front of you. It isn't sure. like boxed or anything. They create it right there for you. So yeah. You can, so, so the resorts are, are fine. Some of the other resorts have much better. I was stayed at Pop Century, and some of their food items, oh my gosh, were so good. I had this like sandwich that was amazing. Um, I so I my takeaway for you is that if you're thinking, well, can we eat at the resort? Is it going to be worth it? I say yes. Any resort to eat at, but if you can eat at some of these other restaurants that Craig and Brett have described, definitely try to do that too because they are so worth it. Yeah, and or you know, travel to other resorts. We usually stay at Port Orleans Riverside, which uh, Boat Rights is actually one of the uh, least popular um, resort dining areas. It's not rated very well, and I've never stayed there but uh, or eaten there even though we like to stay at that resort. So we will either take an Uber over to the Polynesian or you could uh, take the bus over to Magic Kingdom and then take the monorail back to Polynesian. Whatever the case may be, uh, you can get to Grand Floridian that way, Animal Kingdom Lodge. You can always Uber or Lyft or do any of those. I highly suggest uh, visiting some of those other resorts, even if you're not staying at them, because that's kind of part of the Disney theme mm-hmm. and the Disney experience. Yeah. So, um, And you make a great point about that there's always going to be that food available at the resorts, particularly for our uh, family conscious folks that are out there. Uh, anything else in resorts? I, I will mention that the last thing about uh, I wanted to mention about resorts: the most expensive uh, place you can eat on Disney property oh. is at the Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. I actually saw a reservation pop up when I was doing reservation. It's the first <laughs> yeah. time I've ever seen it on the well, reservation yeah. list, uh, and that's Victoria and Alberts. Mm-hmm. But it is like what uh, two, three hundred dollars a person to eat there. Um, I don't know. That, and well, I don't know. Is it mm. is is it not that expensive? I don't think maybe it's, it's three hundred dollars like for that. a couple. I don't think it's that much. I haven't done that. But um, actually, since we were here in Springfield, Illinois, um, uh, a former um, Springfield area person is one of uh, is one of the. Um, the harpists there. Oh, oh very wow. cool. Yeah, That's I'm cool. dying anyway. to do a tea there one of these days. I, I want to take I, I want to take Anna there some point. At some point, we will go there. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we've got a lot of a uh, lot of options in the resorts. Anything else you want to guys want to mention before we head to the Magic Kingdom? I think it's what you, the Ample do you Hills want, cream, No, no, I'm saving that. No, I'm saving oh, that sh- for Epcot. No, okay. no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cheat. Okay, don't that's fine. Judge then. me, oh, yes. um, <laughs> yeah. doing those doing those let's, Epcot let's hotels. Go to the park All right, let's go to the park. Moving on, fight. then. This means that I get to pick uh, the first restaurant at Magic Kingdom, that's the and I'm going to throw these two for a loop. Ooh. I'm gonna. Uh, so we've talked about uh, some table service meals. Now we're going to get more into those quick service, counter service potential meals. But we also get into snacks. And my favorite place to go for breakfast in the Magic Kingdom is Gaston's Tavern mm. in New Fantasyland. Ooh, what do you want? Um, a humongous, gigantic, as big as this iPad cinnamon roll. Ah, I knew and, you were going to say that. Uh, with ex- with- can, do you get the extra? Yeah, you can ask, you can ask for extra, extra yeah. icing. Oh my and everything. God. It's amazing! Uh, and I actually printed out the menu. This is such a reasonable price. So people say, "How do we save money for going to Walt Disney World?" Well, you could nearly feed your entire family <laughs> well, you with could, this one yes. cinnamon roll, uh, and it's only four dollars. Uh, so, or you wow. could use one of your snack credits. Mm-hmm. And again, if you've got the normal regular Disney dining plan, you get two of those snack credits per day. Uh, so you can use that uh, for this. And they also have. 
uh, roasted pork shank, which I know we're going to talk about turkey legs later. Uh, but uh, they also have things like LeFou's Brew, which is basically their version of butterbeer. <laughs> so, or it's California's, it's, it's, it's Red's, um, ap- Red's, oh, sorry, it's, it's um, Red's Apple Ale out in Cars Land. Nice. Nice. Um, So just just a really cool place. And if you talk about theming, this is where New Fantasyland really upped their game uh, with places like uh, Be Our Guest. I don't want to talk about much in case one of you guys talk about it. Uh, But then you are like sitting in that tavern from Beauty and the Beast, pulled right out of it. They've got the chair in the corner. You can sit in the chair (laughs) with your pork shank and you get a picture like Gaston. Uh, It's absolutely incredible. It's the best place to go right first thing in the morning when you get into the parks. I think uh, go grab that cinnamon roll and then you're all set till lunchtime. So uh, next we will go to Vanessa. Okay, so uh, when I was there last, which was in March. Like two weeks ago. Right. Um, I had heard of this new item. I think it's a fairly new item at the Cheshire Cafe. Cheshire Cafe. It's called a cattail. I know that sounds really like a horrible name, but it is so delicious. It's basically a braided chocolate croissant with um, pink and purple icing on it. So your kids will love it. It is so good. I wish I could have gotten two. Um, that right now is my favorite dessert item in, uh, and that would probably be a snack credit, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. I would uh, guess. from there. Um, the only other item that I would consider getting, I think needs to be mentioned, is the iconic turkey leg, because what makes you think of Disney World other than the turkey leg, right, Brett? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Oh, she's baiting me. She's so <laughs> baiting me. Let's just say... That when I go to Walt Disney World and if I am in frontier land and I see people gnawing on basically, I don't know, a turkey chunk of (laughs) turkey meat. I don't want to say flesh because that's just a little annoying. But anyway, I'm just like going, I don't care how tasty it is. It's one of those things you should not eat in public. Mm, no, I disagree because it is iconic. And I even sent you a promotional iconic. video about the turkey There's leg. There's even a t-shirt about it. Did you anyway. even watch it? Did I watch it? Oh, yes, of course. I'm like going, I'm like going, oh. It's iconic. No, I, it's I right told, up there with I told Chirot Craig, I told Craig going into this that this is going to be a very, very... It's the same. Yes. What? I said it. Don't what? have a turkey leg. You know they go together. They're iconic, but... You admit it. You admit it right now. <laughs> I feel I'm like maybe going, I should interject. I'm here. Like, <laughs> so, uh, I think it's perfectly fine to uh. have a, a turkey leg, much like if you're at the Illinois State Fair. I don't know if I would do it at uh, Magic Kingdom, but... Uh, Brad, well, sorry. sure. Let's I'm just a guess. It all harkens back to Crow Magnon Man. <laughs> I'm like going. Let me gnaw on this for a couple of hours. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, this no. is a very fun argument that Brad has had for at least a year. Oh, am I going? She when, just did, yeah, this is coming from the person who, who had had turkey legs out the wazoo, but it never had a dull whip until the last time. But I have had a dull whip, and I'm still saying it's iconic. Okay. I uh, have a promotional video to back me up. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, I allow her, you know, her all right, eccentricities. Let's go ahead Food and move to Brett. 
Oh, hi. Um, let's see. Well, okay. You know a food You've that I will have every time. six places for the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> no. Well, um, actually, my go-to that I have every time that it's open because it is somewhat seasonal is the Adventureland Egg Roll Cart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like going, I just love that. It's People just, you know. get upset about that cart know, when it's not when there. when it's not there. I'm yeah, like going, it's a and big I've, deal. I've been there and I just grow sad when I don't see it there. But not, seasonal is pretty much all year round now for that egg cart because it's good. Egg roll cart. But as far as like um, new experiences or at least newer experiences in the Magic Kingdom, the Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen was a great experience in Adventureland with both theming and food. Oh, what did you order? Uh, let's see. I had taste like chicken because it is. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it, because it is is in parentheses. And this is the but, Jungle Cruise restaurant, right? right. Um, so it's yeah. The, this restaurant used to be a character meet and greet, and years and years ago, it had. Um, it was a restaurant that had. Uh, uh, it had a hamburger that had like this. Um, uh, it was like um, it was a very good. Um, let's see, sort of South Seas sort of. Uh, uh, Oh, teriyaki. It was a teriyaki hamburger. That's what it was. But it had pineapple stuff anyway. But anyway, they've... And then it kind of wasn't a restaurant for a long time. And then it was a character meet and greet. And then um, it was... Uh, then it became... Well, they found it because, you know... Because it's where, the, it's where all the skippers, you know, actually go, you know, when they're not skippering at the, at the Jungle Cruise. So, so it has great theming. So uh, there's different rooms. And we were in the fancy room. It was fun. Oh, nice. And it is one of the newer restaurants. I would say it kind of stands out from the other restaurants in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, but an, another really... Service. Yeah, another really fun theming one Very great to theming. try to check mm-hmm. out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and usually available, too. Yes. You know, it's you, kind of a little secret. Usually the reservations are available for that one, uh, and I'm looking forward. I'm going to check out that as mm-hmm. well, That's hopefully fun. this next uh, upcoming trip. So I'm looking forward to that. Some of the restaurants, um, do we have any others that we wanted to throw out there? I wanted to mention two in particular just because uh, people ask questions about it. Uh, one is becoming a signature dining experience starting this summer, and the other one already is a signature dining, uh, and that's the two castles, Be Our Guest and Cinderella's Royal Table. Now, when you're talking about from wanting to take a little kiddo, um, both of these experiences are great uh, because the theming is wonderful. Be Our Guest is the the Beast Castle. It looks like you can eat in either the Grand Ballroom or in the, the West Wing with the Rose um, actually with the petals falling down while you're eating, um, the beast comes through kind of in a, almost as an adult, a kind of an annoyingly routine way where he's announced to the whole area, uh, but then you can get a picture meet and greet with the beast uh, if you're in VR Guest. Very tough reservation to get. Uh, the complaint has been that the food isn't necessarily the quality it needs to be to give you the, the price, but I think that they have probably taken some of those concerns and they are revamping the menu and making it a signature dining experience later on this summer. So uh, we'll have to see what mm-hmm. that's going to come out of. Um, it, like I said, nearly impossible up to this point to get a reservation, but that's because it was a single table service place. So was, did you go there for a dinner for the evening? I have been there for all three meals. Oh, yeah. uh, I've and, been there for breakfast. Okay, so breakfast, uh, the the 
only reason I would ever go there for breakfast, and it's the reason why I'm scheduled to go there this upcoming trip, is if you go there for breakfast at 8 a.m., then you can get your food, uh, and then you are on the backside of the castle before anyone else can be, which means you have access to rides like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or Peter Pan uh, before there's any crowd. And to me, that's, that's almost worth, worth that's almost worth going in with Anna and splitting a $25 donut, which is an absurd price for a donut, and then they give you a tray of pastries as well. But we're basically doing it for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, the quick service lunch was pretty okay. Um, they they let you order things in advance, and then they would just bring the food to you, kind of magically bring the magically, magically bring the food to your table. Uh, and then the dinner, I really actually enjoyed the dinner. Uh, we've been there three times for dinner, and not going back this particular time, but uh, just really love the setting a lot and love the service. It's really great, uh, great stuff in my opinion. Um, but that's that's be our guest. The other one to mention, also very hard to get a reservation for. You actually have to call for this one, and then they charge you your meal in advance, which is kind of killer. But it's Cinderella's Royal Table inside the Cinderella's Castle. So wonderful experience. Probably probably going to throw it out there as the best character dining experience because they know uh, how much people pride getting these reservations. Um, I've heard that the food, I haven't eaten there in a long time, like since I was a little kid, I've heard that the food is nothing spectacular, but you're really going there for the aesthetics of being inside the castle, being able to look out on Main Street through those windows, and then also um, seeing all the different princesses for the kids and getting their autographs, getting photos, all of that. And, and some some photos are included, like actual... Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you get a photo with Cinderella uh, as you're coming in, but then uh, nearly all of the characters will walk around and they have a photo pass photographer, which is something... Photo pass is a, a thing that we'll talk about another episode, I'm sure. Um, but... Those are the two biggies um, for Magic Kingdom that I wanted to mention in addition to the ones we really love, which seem to be mostly those small treats and snacks and things mm-hmm. that you can just walk around the park with, which I think is a great idea. So. Yeah, and, and I know we're missing a lot of like very cherished places like Casey's Corner and mm-hmm. um, uh, Cosmic Rays. but um, Right, Pecos Bill, which is uh, all Mexican food now, right? Yeah, I think it is all. I, I checked the menu today, and there are some hamburgers because I because why I not? Equal, they did get rid of my favorite hamburger there. But oh. oh well. So riddle me this though: Why is there not a haunted mansion restaurant? Oh my gosh! I have no there, idea. There was, there was talk about. I mean, that. that would be just incredible, right? Like if if it was the dining room scene mm-hmm. from the ride. Wasn't there talk? Wasn't there talk about? Um, what used to be the Mike Fink keelboats, which is kind of in the queue area, turning that area into some I sort of theme. I think I read that at some point. Well, they should. Well, they should. You have three waiting guests here for that sort of thing. And one other thing to mention with these quick service, because there are so many in Magic Kingdom, you can order your food on the app ahead of time before you even walk over there. Um, once you walk there, you can let them know that you're you're there, and then you skip so far ahead in wow. that line to pick I up your food. I skipped maybe 25 people in line at Casey's Corner mm-hmm. to get a hot dog. Wow. It, so make sure you do that because you're going to save so much time. Absolutely. 
Uh, mobile ordering through My Disney Experience is wonderful. The My Disney Experience app is vital to your trip to Walt Disney World, uh, for sure. And maybe we'll talk about those tips and things like that at a later time. Mm-hmm. Just, just all those basics about tips. getting mm-hmm. into. Yeah, we've, we've got all those. Uh, so let's go on to Epcot. And I believe we're back at Vanessa starting us off. Okay. Well, I haven't been to a lot of restaurants. Um, I, again, it's another one of those that usually if you're going in food and wine or even if you're not, they have a lot of little quick um, kiosk places. And that's where I predominantly like to eat um, instead of the restaurants. Uh, my favorite thing that I've actually had in Epcot itself. And oh my gosh, why are you looking at me? That you read no, my notes. The no, cronut. I know, I know it's very pedestrian. I know no, it's, it's not very... pedestrian. It's just, you know, it's, it's a... our taste buds do not live in the same neighborhood. <laughs> well, I think you had a different. We've also talked about this one. and argued about this. I had. A, I, I think had yours was soggy. Bad mine was. I think soggy. yours was, was soggy. Into the weather oil. was soggy. It was soggy. Right. And there was so much hype about the cronut. I was disappointed. Well, <laughs> yeah, but when I went, it was flaky. It was delicious. Obviously, very sweet with the cinnamon sugar. That so I would recommend it, even if Brett is That's okay. saying that he wouldn't. It's all good. Um, if I'm going to cheat just a little bit, because you've cheated a whole bunch, <laughs> um, I'm going to steal. This is Brett's recommendation, and I'm so glad you recommended oh. it to me because it was way better than the ice cream yes. I had in France. Mm-hmm. Is if which you, is still good. which is still good, but if you sneak out of Epcot and go over to the boardwalk, just real quick, mm-hmm. there's a place called Ample Hills Creamery. They have an ice cream called ooey gooey butter cake oh, ice yes. cream it is oh. so oh my gosh good. that sounds awesome it, so i tried good. to replicate it when i got back i couldn't do it mm. it's just fantastic so if you really want really really good ice cream you're gonna you're gonna try to be um persuaded into getting gelato at italy or or ice cream um in the france pavilion but sneak on out to the boardwalk because that's where it's at uh, yep everyone i know that's gone there has loved it yeah. Even those with that are lactose intolerant <laughs> will yes. take their pills. Oh, yes. yes. I took my pills for that. <laughs> yes. There, Not just you, other people. There yes. are a lot of really good sit-down table service, though. Um, I'll see if you guys have any of them that I have on my list. Cool. Sounds good. Brett? Um, yeah. Well, I've had um, – actually, I did the – I did Chefs de France um, as part of the uh, Candlelight package, um, which actually was uh, – I think it was, a, I think it counted as a signature, um, but that included um, a reserved seat for the candlelight processional. So that's during the holiday season. So, um, but and then also um, in Chefs de France. So this was a couple of years ago. I don't know if Remy is still visiting, but uh, but you are vis- you are uh, visited by uh, Remy the mouse rat 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 from. Uh, um, from Ratatouille. He stops by for a little visit. Which, with the ride going into that France Pavilion later, you imagine well, that those yeah. Remy sightings so might, so you get to might see be him, even more You get and more. to see him in regular size, and then later, you, when that opens, you get to be Remy size. <laughs> so, but that was, that was um, very good. Um, also had the, um, let's see, La Hacienda. Okay, my Spanish is terrible. Anyway, La Hacienda de San Han. Anyway. San Angel, yeah, I'm sorry. Is that the anyway. I always get these confused. Is that the one on the water? It's on the water. Okay. So you can um, uh, you can make a, a reservation or, you know, uh, and then um, watch uh, 
uh, illuminations there, which we did. Which was I That's really a great enjoyed idea. That. I've yeah. actually heard that recommendation before, that. and it, it sounds and the food like was a, great. Yeah, it sounds like a really beautiful much, evening. So. so that was good. Mm-hmm. What about you, Craig? What are your places? Well, I've got a couple of uh, sit-down places to mention. Um, one of them was the San Angel Inn because, and I thought that that was the one that was inside of the Mexico Pavilion. But the, the one I'm talking about is the restaurant inside the Mexico Pavilion. I wanted to just put out a, a word because I, I listen to so many Disney podcasts and so many of them trash this place. I and um, I, they are so wrong because <laughs> the theming of this inside, the, first of all, the Mexico Pavilion to me is themed better than any other pavilion um, because you're in that nighttime market. You get to see some, you get to see the ride. Uh, for three caballeros, probably soon to be Coco, uh, going by, and you um, you get to uh, just be eating there, and just a really cool thematic experience. So I like that uh, place. But generally, we go to uh, Rose and Crown into the dining room. I've never been um, there. I want to go. Rose there. and Crown is so great. And again, going with my love for Raglan Road, it's it's very much English Irish fare uh, pub atmosphere. Just really wonderful food that's uh, a one-table service on the the dining plan. Um, But Epcot's a really interesting place to go because, uh, and I bring this up because my my friends and I were talking about this, and and they said, well, our favorite place to eat at Epcot is the food booths at all the different festivals. Mm -hmm. If you're going generally throughout the year, whether it's in uh, January, February for the art festival or in March through May for the food, for the, uh, Garden Festival or basically August through the end of the year for food and wine, you get a chance to try all these little items, food items. Mainly all of them are snack credits on the Disney Dining Plan, uh, and you can try out a ton of different things that way. Uh, So I highly suggest just spending an evening, an afternoon, whatever, going through, walking through, and eating some of that uh, goodness from food and wine. Regardless of the temperature, cheddar cheese soup from Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, won't, I won't say anything. Anything else in Epcot? <laughs> Gosh. We can't um, have this many feuds on see. one episode. Yeah, I know. Let's see. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, the electric umbrella for, you know, is in uh, in Future World. Mm-hmm. Um, for, you know, if you're, if you're uh, up for a burger, um, they have changed the um, kind of the condiment bars. Um uh, throughout the years, um, but usually there's um, you have your choice of condiments, and uh, then usually there's um, something a little extra there. Plastic cheese is big; everyone loves that. Yes, they <laughs> do. But anyway, yeah. So that's another one. But and I again would say that um, especially the uh, the food and wine festival, hmm, you can eat your way around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's sometimes a really good way just to use those snack credits mm-hmm. and to just enjoy the atmosphere of Epcot while you're going around eating. So highly suggest that as well. Now we're going to go to maybe the Forgotten Park at the moment because it's uh, anxiously awaiting the opening <laughs> of Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge. Uh, but let's talk about Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I believe, Brett, you are up My first. My turn. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, well, let's see. I'd say that um, a kind of a new go-to place um if you're looking for uh, the counter service, uh, and I think it's somewhat overlooked, is the ABC Commissary, which is um, just down, uh, just down the way from um, well, uh, what was a uh, mo- great mo- the great movie ride, uh, <laughs> and soon to be uh, rethemed as uh, Mickey's 
Runaway Railway. Yes, thanks. Um, so that's um, that's a nice place, you know, if you're looking for. Um, they have salads and um, and and other sort of things too that like our counter service that are. I think they've they've kind of upped their counter service. So like every place might have a burger, but they have something else that's kind of unique to that location, which um, which the ABC commissary has that. It also it it is themed as though it were the ABC commissary. So there are props and pictures from various um, ABC uh, programs. Um, so that's fun to look at too. So that's good. But um, um, I had a wonderful experience at the, Holid- at the Hollywood Brown Derby. Um, I went for lunch, didn't have a reservation. I went with a friend and uh, I had uh, something that was a little off the menu. It was, um, it was a steak, um, steak salad. So, and it was just amazing. Um, but I think what was very cool is the atmosphere entertainment there. There was a woman who was styled as though she was, you know, 1940s or something. But she, but it was kind of her gig. She came in and said, you know, uh, that she was there for, for lunch, but her friend hadn't showed up yet. So do you mind if I play the piano? So, she just, so she's just asking whoever was around there. And so she sat by the piano and um, and was playing, you know, um, standard standards and, and that sort of thing from the area, uh, from the era of, you know, 1930s, 1940s. And it was just delightful. Delightful. And at the end, oh, well, I guess she's not going to show up. Well, I have to go shopping. So then she leaves, you know. So it's just this wonderful theme. That's so cool. that was just a really great thing. That's and the awesome. steak salad was really good. Now, I believe that Hollywood Brown Derby is signature dining all day yeah, long, I think. Yes, it is. Uh, because it is themed as the Hollywood Brown Derby out there in California. So, yep. um, Vanessa, or no, actually, I guess I'm next. You take a turn. I'm next. Go ahead. So I get to talk to you all about Sci Fi Dining, which is to me one of the best places to eat. <laughs> Don't even get me started, Brett. No, sci Fi Dining. Do you see why so I have to go <laughs> Because Sci Fi Dining, also one of the only places that acknowledges the best Disney property, which is the Rocketeer. Uh, they have the Rocketeer's helmet in there, they have the Rocketeer's uh, newspaper article in there, which okay. I appreciate. But you go in. And it, it looks like a drive-in uh, theater, and it's themed very well. You eat in these cars, and they've got, like, B-movie, um, old sci-fi and mystery thrillers and stuff like that playing on the screen ahead of you. Just kind of commercials for those. And uh, it's one of the more inexpensive options for a table service dining. I actually... Uh, brought out the menu and like the thing that I get is their uh, specialty burger which is the the sci-fi burger and that's only going to run you about $18 with um, you know a drink and fries and all that tons of food which again you've got to realize these are Disney prices so $18 you might go that's a lot for a burger but you are at Walt Disney World so there's a lot of atmosphere there absolutely and do they still have the popcorn before yes Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have a wonderful uh, milkshake as well. I've heard about the um, milkshake, yes. And the, they also have a, a counter restaurant kind of across the street, but I want to see if Vanessa picks that first before I mention it. I'm not going to pick anything because Hollywood Studios I haven't been to since I was under the age of 10, and I'm, oh, not, I'm not going sure. back until they put more rides in. So um, you both picked the restaurants that I would suggest to um, someone wanting a little bit more unique dining experience. Oh. So since you both picked those, I say for the sake of time, let's just move on. To well, 
50s Hollywood Prime Time. Yeah, 50s Hollywood Prime Time. We do have Philly, to mention 50s that prime time cafe. real quick uh, because I wanted to make sure you weren't going to take it. But you need to go to Hollywood Studios. I still love the aesthetic of that park. I love just walking around that park. For whatever reason, the shopping of that park is like the best place to to shop. Such I really great memories. Uh, and Tower of Terror, you got to do Tower of Terror while you're there. Yeah, so, sure. But, um, but 50s Hollywood Prime Time is basically your mom's uh, cooking or your aunt's cooking and. Uh, you sit down, and there's uh, old-fashioned TV sets everywhere, and it's kind of like a, an Ed DeBevick style um, experience where the server just gives you grief for putting your your uh, elbows on the table or for not finishing your vegetables, and they all have a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's a wonderful experience, And but I will say that my friends uh, came back last time, and they said, you know, we had 50s uh, prime time. We really enjoyed it, but... The food was almost too heavy if you went too early yeah. in the day because sure. it's, I mean, it's steak and potatoes and pot roast and fried chicken yeah. and all that stuff that if it's 95 degrees in the Orlando yeah. heat can really get to you. Right. Now there they have a peanut butter and jelly shake, which is to die for. They also have a bar adjacent to them called Dad's Liquor Cabinet that also has a lot of really fancy specialty drinks. Uh, kids, I think, would really enjoy 50s prime time, and they would really enjoy sci-fi. sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those would be highly suggested for kids. And if you don't want to have them give you a hard time, I think you. I did hear that you can tell them, "Hey, we're just here to watch," uh-huh. and, and they'll they'll back they'll off. Back I want, on you. I'm like going, "Bring them on!" I'm. I want. Yeah. Well, you say that, but one mention of a turkey leg, and things are different. <laughs> but moving on, let's go to Dak. To Disney's Animal Kingdom, and I think I get to start this one off, which mm-hmm. is which is fitting because I'm going to talk about the first meal and maybe the most important meal of the day. And I want to encourage people to go to Tusker House for breakfast. Uh, Tusker House is a buffet style meal, um, but they do uh, they do bring in a lot of really great uh, foods that are not only your standard Mickey waffles and sausages and eggs and all of that, but they also uh, bring in some of that uh, African flair for for breakfast oh, wow. items. That sounds um, amazing. And mm. it's just really cool. And the reason why I say uh, it's a must-do for me every time that I go is because I love the character dining aspect of it. And none of us have really talked necessarily about a character meal yet. This is Donald's Safari. So first of all, those of you that don't know, my first name is Donald. Um, I don't always... Uh, tell people that, especially right now. But uh, Donald Duck is still amazing, and so when he invites you to a safari, you go. And so you can get pictures of all the top five characters decked down in safari gear. Um, Just a really cool environment. It's got a buffet item for kiddos uh, that, you know, they can eat all the Mickey waffles that they want or whatever, and then you can actually have something that's a little bit more exotic and a little different for your palate uh, at a buffet-style meal. And it's so inexpensive as from a from a Disney standpoint. It's just so inexpensive for a character meal. For adults, it's twenty four ninety nine, and for kids, wow, for, for kids, buffet? it's uh, thirteen ninety nine. Wow, that is good. And it's a character. It's, is, you know, you get all the pictures amazing. from PhotoPass. So Tusker House is. I love I love some other places in Animal Kingdom, and I hope you guys talk about them too. But Tusker House is a must do for me from a character dining standpoint for breakfast. They also have lunch, and I think they also do dinner. But uh, I've only been there for breakfast, so I say start your day off with How that. Cool. Yes, Vanessa, darling. Well, uh, I, I was going to say 
a couple things, but I see that you have the no, same go too. Right ahead. So, um, well, Flame Tree Barbecue, I absolutely love quick service. Place, all, right? Yes, quick service, and it is the one downside is that it is outdoor seating. So if you're looking to cool off, it, maybe it's not the best choice, but the food is so good. I had the pulled pork sandwich. is so good. The onion rings. Skip the fries. Just get the onion rings. They are amazing. They also have ribs. Um, that's a really good one. Um, oh, gosh, there's just so many. I really think the Animal Kingdom is m- more of a f- – I just love their food more than Epcot. I just They have so many good locations for food that it's hard for me to choose um, just one. But I, I do think we should mention the rave reviews that are happening uh, for the Pandora location with the San, San, uh, San Tuli Canteen. Yes, thank um, you. I've heard that that is the place to go in Animal mm-hmm. Kingdom now, that they have amazing food. Uh, so I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, the only thing, though, is there's a, ki- a kiosk right in front of the restaurant. And you're going to be persuaded by the little flashing seeds and these really pretty <laughs> tropical drinks um, that you can get a night blossom from Pangu Pangu. But I'm telling you, don't get it. It is super, super sweet. And on a hot day, your stomach is just going to jump around and do cartwheels. I just want so the green sweet. beer. So the green beer, it looks cool. I'm sure that's all, great. That's but I'm serious. It's, it's like the night blossom is the thing. Yeah. And no one fin. I didn't see anyone finishing it because it's so sweet. I'm up for the challenge. You know, where that <gasps> All right, I'm like going, yeah, it'll be an Instagram picture. There it is. Yep. Okay, I have a confession. I have never had anything to eat at Disney Animal Kingdom. <gasps> oh, Brett. is that serious? Uh, really? Whoa. I never. I never. I get there really early, and sometimes I've had breakfast house? before. I haven't. No, I haven't. I haven't gone. To, I haven't eaten anything there. Um, I think I I had biscuits and gravy for breakfast, kind of did, you know, to, and then went on Expedition Everest. In case you, yeah, it was a good thing because you need to settle your stomach and have something anyway. And then went on Expedition Everest. Speaking of Expedition Everest and a restaurant that is closed to there, I don't. And it, did they? I don't know. I'm just thinking. Did they really think this out when you're either coming from or going to? Expedition Everest, which is one of the, if not the premier roller coaster on property, that you're going past either going to or coming back, the Yak and Yeti. Hey, I love Yak and Yeti. I'm like going, Yak? Roller coaster? I don't know. I love the Yak and Yeti. (laughs) Name aside, Yak and Yeti is cool because it is a sit-down place inside or a quick service place outside, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. This is uh, where Anna and I um, split a big old sushi roll and then just split an entree together. It was perfect. Loved Yak and Yeti. Would highly recommend their food, even though uh, Brett doesn't favor the name. You know, they are – what's that company that owns like Red Lobster and – Several other, uh, like Olive Garden. What's that? It starts with a D, I think. They're based in Orlando. Um, they, they own that Yak and Yeti. It's not a Disney-run mm. um, restaurant, which some people vote it down for because they're saying, well, it's kind of like the food you get at Red Lobster. Oh, no, no, no. It is much better, <laughs> in my opinion. I do love um, some Yak and Yeti. <laughs> is there anything else in Animal Kingdom that we needed to bring up? Oh. Tiffin's. Yeah. I've heard a lot about Tiffins, so I have a lot on my list now to I will finally eat at Disney Animal Kingdom when I go the next time. I'll, I'll say a lot. Yeah. I'll say this for this particular park. 
if you are a vegetarian or you have special um, dietary needs, there is a lot of variety in this park that I think most anyone will be able to find something that they really enjoy because um, they, they just offer so many quality items throughout. So check it out. Absolutely. And we never mentioned that. I should have mentioned that at the top, but Disney is extremely good about allergies. And um, if you need any specific specialty dining requests, they will actually have the chef come out to your table, Mm -hmm. ask you, you know, what are you allergic to? And then they will ensure that it's made properly without Mm -hmm. that. They are uh, generally just like people are just very complimentary of how they handle uh, particular Special food things. allergens and things like that. Um, so definitely don't feel like there's not nothing there for you. Also for our picky eaters, most places have hamburgers and hot dogs and things mm-hmm. like that. They may not be on the menu, but you can absolutely ask for them uh, as well, and especially for your little kiddos. Brett, did you have something you're going to mention? Actually, I mean, as far as the allergens, you know, Disney Disney company wide has made um, a, a very much a concerted effort towards um, uh, servicing customers, their guests that that have specific needs. At Disneyland, I had um, I was with a very good friend of mine who has um, celiacs, who mm-hmm. so is you know has mm-hmm. um, serious allergies and, and th- how things should be cooked and every even the even the counter service restaurants that we went to um, you know their their chef would come out and talk to him and you know so his gluten-free bun was awesome <laughs> <laughs> so that bre- wraps up uh, we talked about so much food but <laughs> I want to go around the table and say now that we've had some time to think about it and maybe pun intended, digest the information, <laughs> would you do the Disney dining plan if you were uh, heading to Disney? Now, rather you're, whether you're going with a family or you're just going by yourself, would you do the Disney dining plan? We'll start with Brett. Um, I've, I've done both. Um, uh, it's really great when it's free. <laughs> and usually um, when I, I've stayed at the All-Star Resorts, and so that those usually come with the quick service, and I will definitely upgrade to the regular uh, Disney dining plan. Because and that's that free dining promotion. Yeah, it's not that like that with, normally. Normally right. you have to add it all. But even yeah. normally I will, um, um, I will add that. Because um, I think um, – once I did that, once I did add the dining plan, um, the whole idea of trying different restaurants and different types of food became part of um, my experience there. Um, that, uh, that when I haven't done the dining plan, I kind of miss out and I miss some of the, my favorite restaurants. So that the other thing, especially when I've helped people um, plan their vacation. Um, something to consider, you know, especially if you're going with a family and it isn't a free time. It's just something that you would um, think about adding. It's it's based on convenience, not on cost, because um, uh, it's it can be pricey. But it it really depends on your family. If if you have picky eaters, or if you have um, if you're a family that doesn't necessarily eat a lot, or um, I don't know that it's necessarily um, a a good deal for you. Um, so you might want to consider that um, if you're if uh, if you're with um, kids that really don't have much of an appetite or really don't want to spend the time that it takes to uh, the little extra time to have a table service, um, you might not want to uh, add the the dining plan. But if uh, you do like different dining experiences, then you can get your bang for your buck there. 
Well, I'm going to speak to the budget families um, in, who may be listening and say, I, I personally I have not done the dining plan, and I probably won't. Because um, I, I like to look through the menus ahead of time and pick what I'm going to eat or where I'm, where I'm going to eat at. And generally, I might save one, one a day, if that, for my special meal. But I'm the type that will pack my lunches to the park, which is definitely something you can do. You can bring in a sandwich and chips, especially me. I, when I'm doing a lot of walking, and generally because I live so far away, I try to get in as much as possible. I'm doing a lot of walking. I don't like to have a lot of heavy meals, so I have like chips and carrots and a sandwich. And if you're thinking, well, if I'm flying in and I'm taking magic transportation and I'm not, or magic express, and I'm not able to go to a grocery store, you actually can have groceries delivered to your room. Um, there's a great company called Garden Grocer where you can even get a discount if you order in advance on your groceries. That's, that's what I've done. I've had groceries delivered to me and then I pack my lunches and that way I'm spending a lot less in the park and then when I do spend my money I, I, I have money to get something I really really like maybe once a day so that's that's my advice I see it both ways and uh, I was fortunate to go during the free dining promotions and so I've been on the dining plan and I haven't been um, my suggestion to you would be is if it's one of your first times coming to Disney World uh, it's nice to have the dining plan because like Brett said then you feel more free to uh, try out new things that maybe you wouldn't have in, in the uh, if you didn't have that opportunity you also don't have to worry so much about the money once you get to the park because then instead of putting on your ma magic band all the time uh, all these food charges you already have a lot of the meal paid for it doesn't quite cover gratuities so they will give you like an 18% gratuity even if you have the dining plan you do have to pay that separately um, but uh, it, it still allows you to have that freedom of almost like an all-inclusive type of uh, resort experience. Now, the reason why uh, I wouldn't do it personally anymore is because now I kind of know what I like, I know what I want to try, and I want to be able to have more freedom in what I select, meaning I want to be able to pick uh, splitting an appetizer or splitting an entree or um, not feeling like I'm wasting food if I don't end up finishing all the food that they because they give you your money's worth on that dining plan for sure. Um, and so that's why I think I would prefer to not have the dining plan if I were going to pay for it separately. If it was offered free, of course, I would take it. Um, but I would probably at this point decline the dining plan. Um, I asked a couple of other people, and their, their insights were if you are someone that is uh, really worried about costs when you're looking at a menu, the dining plan's great because you can get it for the same cost. You know, you could have steak at every meal if you want. Which um, I've done, and I'm not a fan of steak, but I wanted to, I, you know, I, I felt You want to get the, the most expensive of, yes, thing, yeah. I'm getting the most expensive thing, and I don't do that anymore because I don't like steak. Yeah. So, anyway, that's uh, so jury's out on the dining plan amongst this table. I, I'm kind of a soft no, uh, but and that's only if you've gone a, a few times. I would say yes for families. Brett, I would say you're probably a soft yes. I, I um, 
I'd say that I'm a yes. Um, I would do it because um, I'm a single traveler. I mean, I've I meet some friends down there sometimes, uh, and you know, and all that. But yeah, but I yeah, I have dined alone and had a good time, so I don't feel bad at all about that. And then Vanessa, I'm a are, I'm a harder no, no, yeah, no. I get it. I get so it. now we have we are the yin, the yang, and what's in between. So the last thing I want to mention before we completely wrap up is uh, what do you do about getting all these reservations? Um, real quick, the My Disney Experience app is a wonderful tool to have. And you can book these reservations, get this, people, six months in advance of your trip, 180 days. Some people freak out about the planning that goes into a Disney World vacation. Six months from now. Well, and the thing (laughs) is, just get the reservations. It's better to get them and then cancel them. You can cancel them up to 24 hours before without any kind of penalty. If it's within 24 hours, um, they are allowed to charge you a $10 per person fee. However, I have missed a reservation and then not been charged that fee. So I don't know if that's one of those things that they kind of selectively decide when to enforce that. Um, But what we'll do is we'll do our next episode on all those little tips and tricks about getting your dining reservations and your fast passes and all of that. That'll be our next bonus episode. So we'll talk even more in depth about that. But, man, I am hungry now. (laughs) We shouldn't have done this over the lunch hour. Oh, no, right? So thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have another episode that we're putting together that's going to uh, come out uh, in the relatively near future. We're doing the Disney bracket that everybody saw uh, passed around on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. We have reseeded that bracket with our bracketologist, Lou Hare, uh, because who puts Moana and Frozen in the first round together? <laughs> I mean, seriously, uh, that bracket had some serious flaws to it. So he has reseeded the whole thing, and we are going to do uh, a special Disney bracket show this uh, to end up this month so excited for that and just excited to talk disney with you guys again do you have anything else that you wanted to say i hope you enjoy your disney traveling and eating it is really a fun time to just eat your way through disney world you can eat Mm. so much good food Mm. so much good food so uh you can find all of our shows at www.thefrontrowmoviereviews.com you can of course uh visit us on all of our social media pages and uh keep track of everything that's coming out of the front row network we absolutely love your support and just thank you so much and if you want to hear any other tips and trick type shows let me know Uh, what your requests are. You can always get in contact with us through our social media. Uh, And with that, I am Craig. I'm Brett. I'm Vanessa. And we'll see you real soon on the front row.